Hey y'all, welcome back to But Not All at Once, the podcast for people who live for an online review of any product you can think of, but really want people to make sure they take up their issues with the right party. For instance, if it took you two weeks to get the cutest pair of jeans, please take it up with UPS. A single star review and then burying the lead by saying at the end, I hate that it took so long to get these jeans because I never take them off, is helping exactly no one. UPS doesn't know about it. Now I think the jeans are worthless. And I'm kind of surprised you took the time to comment about it on the internet when you could have figured out another solution and or, you know, taken some deep breaths in through your nose, out through your mouth and worked that rage right out. I'm your host, Ann Smith, and whatever kind of online reviews you leave, I'm glad you're here. And really, even if you leave unnecessarily rage-filled ones, it's not that I'm mad, I'm just disappointed. I think you could do better and speak to the fit of the jeans as opposed to the fact that a carrier pigeon delivered it far after the oyster roast you needed to wear them to, as though anyone's going to oyster roast at the moment. This week's episode is exactly why I started this podcast, and one very real reason why I'm so incredibly proud to be part of the online community of mostly women we've created at But Not All at Once. Earlier this week, I was exchanging DMs with a few different young women, actually. And I want to say, if you are a woman who is younger than I am, which isn't hard to do because I'm sliding pretty hard towards 40, um, I'm glad you're here. Whatever your age, I know a woman who's in her 80s who listens, which is amazing, and one who's in her 70s and isn't actually related to me, so thanks for that. means a lot. I see the demographics on Instagram and know that there are plenty of folks in their 20s, but I presumed that um, maybe it was more of a, oh, look at this cute middle-aged lady kind of thing, and not someone who was actually a serious listener. I was mistaken. I know that there are a few high school students and a few college students, and some DMs started coming in late last week. I don't know if all the young people had, you know, a young people WhatsApp discussion about this, or if they Marco Poloed or TikToked or what app they used, but they seemed to all want to reach out and let me know that they loved the podcast and really ask if I had any content that felt special for them or if I had anything coming that would be particularly relevant for their lives. I adore that we can find things in common in every story we hear on this podcast, that every woman's hurt or struggle or victory has a piece or a part that can relate to our life or that we can empathize with. It grows us. It challenges us. It's a beautiful thing. I really don't know that I would have had the desire at 21, 22, 23, to listen to women my age talk because I felt like those people really didn't have much to say to me in the same way that when my oldest was a few weeks old, someone who had a two-year-old seemed so out of touch, uh, which is laughable now, but it just seems like if you're not in the trenches with me, I, I really can't take in any more information from you right now. So I got these DMs. I thought it was an interesting coincidence. And then early this week, I got a DM from someone going through a really hard time. We're going to call her Elizabeth today, and I want to read you what she said to me. Hey, Anne, I love listening to your show each week. I was curious if you have any idea the amount of listeners who are in the 20s age group. Despite not being married or having kids and living the good old grad school life, I love the stories you share. I'd love to hear some content directed to this group if I'm not the only 23-year-old on here. I'm currently going through a breakup. 
the end of a six and a half year relationship. And I'd love to hear a story or advice from your perspective looking back. I know that this is just a season, but I feel like you or someone you know may have a really impactful message to share to those feeling like their world is crashing down. Oh, Elizabeth, my heart just sank reading that. And I related so much to those words and to that feeling. This episode is really full of advice that's going to be helpful for anyone who's sitting in a broken, sad, downright rotten spot. We've all been there. There are work happenings. There are layoffs. There are people who are in toxic office environments. There are friendships that are changing. There are unwanted life changes of every variety. And we're all far more isolated than we typically are. So being alone right now is just magnifying all of it. I'm going to share with you my personal advice for Elizabeth, and then I'm going to share what all of the listeners, when I took it to the streets, and by streets, I mean Instagram stories, contributed. I have never seen a topic resonate so much uh, with people across the spectrum in in terms of their marital status, their location, their age. Um, We seem to feel it. We really empathize, and we've all been through a heartbreak, whether it was a romantic kind or it was a what is happening to my life, the bottom just got kicked out kind. Elizabeth said that I think what I need to hear is just about perspective. Right now, it feels like everything I knew was taken from me, and I realize this might be dramatic at the moment, that God has something really special waiting for me, but I just don't have sight of it. Real stories of how people survive this age and breakups and when they really had faith, which is so freaking hard to do right now, that life got so much better. Knowing people have been where I am has been helpful. And I said, oh girl, it doesn't sound crazy or dramatic. I'm going to crowdsource some advice, which I did, and then get my own thoughts together for you because there are plenty. My first piece of advice was to look at 23-year-old you with the eyes of 65-year-old you. This is advice I try to give myself in almost every situation because there's so much compassion and patience and perspective and understanding. I looked at Bradley all the time in the worst moments of my life when we were just barely, barely swimming through heartache and said, 80-year-old us is going to be so proud. Look at those kids. Look what they survived. I told Elizabeth, she's going to be proud of you for just doing what you can to be okay right now. So get some sleep and know that there's a lot of joy ahead of you, and we'll talk soon. Wiser words are coming from people who aren't me. Elizabeth let me know that her mom passed away when she was very small, and that this feels like a time where she really, really needed her mom. And that just added another layer of hurt to all of this. And I think each of you felt it when I took it to the streets, and you brought the advice, because there are so many layers of loneliness and confusion that come just with being 23. Just, I'm doing air quotes here, surviving a pandemic. Just being in grad school or figuring out the plan for your life, much less all of this together. I opened up the stories and she let me know immediately that it's been a really lonely month and just the fact that people are reaching out, even though she hadn't heard a bit of it, it didn't feel lonely anymore in that moment. So, for perspective, I too was once a grad student. I too was once ending a six and a half year relationship. 
um, and was a really confused 23-year-old trying to figure out what life would look like for me. I'm a planner, and I enjoy comfort and security. Most people do, even if they're spontaneous. They enjoy comfort and security in terms of people, relationships. So that advice to think about elderly you stands and also serves to remind you that although life is short and it's precious, it can be very long in terms of seasons. It can feel, you've heard the expression, the, you know, the days are long, but the years are short. It's how you look up and you finish college somehow and you don't understand because time starts to really hurtle by, but the bad parts don't seem to. So grace, 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 compassion, compassion, compassion for yourself. Placing myself outside of my experience helps a lot. If the elderly you isn't helpful, silly as this is, I think we all know how I feel about celebrity culture. I would tell myself when I was pregnant with my first, if Britney Spears can do this, so can I. Not that I don't think Brit Brit is talented and capable, but just she's been down this road more than once. And if she can do it, so can I. Actually, I think at that point, her uh, baby teenage sister had already had a baby. But you know what? We're not talking about babies. We're talking about hard moments. So sometimes the hardest part of a breakup is imagining it from the world's view. What are other people thinking? What are they saying? And then internalizing that story, right? Telling yourself, making judgments about yourself. I'm not good enough. I'm not right. I, I could be this, this, or this. It would have been better. I'm going to be alone forever. I'm never going to find anyone who's as perfectly matched for me. And if I couldn't make this work, I'll probably never make anything work, which feels true. Somehow the words in our head, we forget we're putting there. They're not carved in stone and handed down from a mountain. They are things that we are thinking and thoughts are not facts. So if it helps, put someone else's face on it. Like, I don't know, you're 23. Uh, Gigi Hadid, when she and her now baby daddy broke up, nobody looked at her and said that girl is going to be alone forever. Something is truly flawed about her, just fundamentally wrong. No one's ever going to love her. She's worth less on the back end of this breakup because some guy decided he didn't want to date her anymore. No, everyone thinks, oh, that's weird. He's kind of dumb, but you know, obviously she's better for it. Dust your shoulders off, pick up and keep going. Have that kind of perspective with yourself. And if you can't get it, phone a friend. Or in that case, thousands of friends, because that's what we're here doing for you today. If you're able to step outside yourself and get a stitch of perspective, even if another person has to give it to you, my advice would be to be very, very honest. This is something I didn't do. And I'm not making presumptions on your relationship or any relationship. This can apply to all manner of situations. I am an expert at painting things to be the way I want them to be. Sometimes I do that so well, I fool myself. And that was true for a six and a half year, markedly unhealthy relationship. That was true for a terribly, terribly toxic job situation. Not only did I not want people to know how bad things were, I disagreed when they would present that information to me. I would resist you know, talking to someone else. I would resist change. I would dig my heels in because of, I don't know, fear of change, not wanting to acknowledge, particularly for a toxic work situation, 
you know, if this is happening and this is someone I respect and admire, then, you know, it must be me. I'm the common denominator. I'm the problem. You are what you've got right now. Not him. So get honest, very honest with yourself and with anyone you confide in. A friend, an aunt, a loved one, um, a counselor that you can find remotely, an incredible gift. If you have a parent or friends who want to come together, would be a month subscription to, I think it's called BetterHelp or a similar app. I'm sure now that you've heard that word, you will be targeted for it. So don't worry, it'll come back uh, where you can have text and call and I think FaceTime counseling, um, even in a pandemic. Be honest and talk it out with someone. Several people suggested listing out all the reasons it didn't work. That sounds unkind. If you don't watch Friends, and I don't know if people in their 20s watch the Friends, but I did, um, you may not remember that Rachel once found a list of things that Ross didn't like about her, and it was really problematic. But guess what? A, you're not on a sitcom, and B, you're not dating him anymore. This is about you and your healing. And one thing that can be very healing is reminding yourself of the truth. We will get to the bigger, higher level overarching truths. But for right now, the facts of the relationship are people don't usually break up after six and a half years for no reason. I read once that there's no such thing as a bad breakup or a bad divorce. And I bristled at that because you must be nuts. They didn't mean the kind that leaves you curled up on the bathroom floor crying. They didn't mean it won't be bad like that. There may be hard moments, but they meant if a relationship breaks up, it needed to. I don't know if I really fully agree with that in every situation, but let's say you were blindsided. Whether it's a boss firing you or a boyfriend breaking up with you, this is information you didn't have until now, but now you do. And that means it was necessary. You can be mad as fire. You can cry your heart out. You can grieve and be so sad. But what I don't want you to do is move backwards. Because you are in the thick of the hard part now. You are in the part where it burns and it's no good. But we are not sliding backwards. We are pushing forward. This is going to be worth something. We are going to get on the other side of it. Getting to the other side of it is going to involve... And I'm also terrible at this, which will shock exactly zero people, a lack of communication. In today's times, that means following him on social media and in fact, blocking him, perhaps muting or unfollowing or even blocking people in his life, relatives. You've been together a long time. Your friends groups overlap. Your families know one another. If you can't block, mute, make sure you don't see it. Do not stalk him. Do not put yourself in the position of just instead of bandaging and lovingly and tenderly caring for a wound, jamming a screwdriver into it. That's a pretty terrible image, but maybe the point stands. Don't re-injure yourself. Do everything you can to pad that wound and tend to it and move forward and let everything that you do and consume visually and think about and listen to be moving towards your healing. And sometimes it can be super healing to listen to an album of incredibly sad songs and bawl your eyes out. Doesn't mean you can't be sad. It means you're not going to put salt in something that's already awful 
and dwell on what he's doing or saying or what this friend's picture showed in the background or any of that. No, we are clean breaking it because we went from being one half of a couple and hopefully theoretically someone who was being cared for by that significant other or in the case of a firing or a rejection of some professional kind, you were working for the greater good and you're part of a team, but you're not now. And that's okay. And it's not permanent. But right now we're here for you. So let's see what wiser, smarter, more experienced people wanted me to tell you, Elizabeth. First, you should know that there were hundreds of responses that started pouring in immediately after I posted this heartfelt, so kind. I I wish you could read every last one. Um, The first advice that came in was don't social media stalk them. You'll know why it didn't work when you find your forever. Lots of people had, it's not the end of the world. There's love coming. Hope comes in the morning. It's awful right now, but I promise it will get better. Take time to heal and enjoy yourself as a single person before jumping into another relationship, which I know is probably further down the line than you are right now. You're stronger than you think. Find a small adventure today. It will be worth it. And I want to go back to that in a minute about adventures and something that's purely yours. After God, the most important relationship you'll ever have is with yourself. No, you're not alone. Oodles of us have been there. Surround yourself with friends who will lift you up and recognize your worth and value. Take care of yourself and love yourself first. Every mom's prayer is this for their child. Stop listening to social norms. There isn't a perfect age or timeline to get married or live your life. And remember that guys get better with age. You've got this. It's not the end. It's just a comma. Our path may not be what we'd planned, but it's so much more than we can imagine. There's so much more waiting for you. It hurts and it may continue to hurt, but good will come. Just look up. I loved this freeing piece. It's okay for it to suck right now. A bad day or week or month doesn't equal a bad life. This isn't going to last forever. There's so much to discover about yourself in your 20s and 30s. Take your time. I love that because, again, the concept of time when you're sad is really bendy, which is not a technical word, but I'm not a quantum physicist. So I would say that there are moments that crawl by and moments that fly by, but you do learn so much about yourself when you're not looking. Um, somebody said God is still getting him ready for you. And this is a woman who's um, several decades beyond you who I would trust because she's definitely smarter than me. Focus on loving yourself and find out what that means. You have so much life ahead of you. I agree with that. What does it mean to know yourself? That's something that unfolds every day. I learn more about myself and my husband and my children every hour. There's always something new and surprising, which is why life is beautiful, because there's always a little surprise hiding, even for people who love comfort. But right now, it means there's no one to split your time and attention with. And as heartbreaking as that void is, I want you to take it and allow it to grow you, to learn what it is you like. Not when you're thinking about someone else's reaction to a movie. Not when you were going to a place because you've always gone there. What sounds good now? You're not the same person you were when you got a driver's license. And over time, 
and I, this is my personal opinion. So Elizabeth, I want you to know I'm not judging you because I literally lived this, but I've already talked to my children about dating and I just don't know many people who say, you know, what was awesome and super productive and really prepared me for adult life and was so worth my time, tears and attention dating at 16 with very few exceptions. And I have dear, dear friends who are married to their high school sweethearts, but for the most part, dating young is just not that helpful. And in a lot of ways, I think especially dating someone for so long, again, I'm only speaking for myself here, it puts you in a position of sacrificing for and thinking about another person in a way that's almost marriage-like, in terms of joint plans, joint futures. You don't have the benefits, and I don't mean the tax benefits, I mean the security and the permanence and the adulthood of marriage, but you have kind of this semi, we're kind of building our life. I mean, you're 19, you're 20, you're 22. There's really not that much you can do, but you have the sacrifices and the compromise. And sometimes that means putting yourself second. Sometimes, depending on how healthy things were, it it means stunting your growth. And it means really putting someone else's happiness so far above your own I mean, I think there was a movie, The Runaway Bride, where she ate, I think, eggs differently with every person she was engaged to. She didn't even know what her favorite way to have an egg prepared was. And I think that's a pretty apt comparison because what kind of movies do you like? What would you do if you had nothing but time to figure yourself out? I mean, and survive grad school (laughs) and a pandemic. But one thing at a time, Elizabeth, one thing at a time. Several people wanted you to know that it takes tremendous courage to leave a long-term relationship, to leave the security of someone else, and that you should really be proud. I agree. I think that comfort and the inertia of wanting things to stay the same, especially right now when it feels like the world is spinning out, it's a, it's a tough pull to break. But you did it. Whether you wanted to or not, you did it. And whether you know yet or not, it was necessary. And it makes room for new and different and unexpected experiences. You are going to gain tremendous empathy for people by walking through this fire. And whether you needed empathy or not, (laughs) that is a small side bonus to the bathroom floor tile that you're chilling out on in my mind. I hope that that's not the case. I hope you're on a sofa in like a Snuggie, but we'll get there. Several people recommend music, that it's helped me through every major obstacle in my life, this one says. Um, After My Heart Was Broken, Garth Brooks' Unanswered Prayers, and Paul Simon's She Moves On, and today I'd throw some Lizzo in there for good measure, were tremendously helpful. Um, Don't make someone a priority who's only making you an option. Very good advice. Um, Someone who has walked through not just a breakup, but a divorce, talked about how important it is to put yourself first and to give yourself something new that's just yours. I don't know if you follow Amanda Klutz on Instagram, but she is a actor, dancer, fitness person who lost her husband of a few years to COVID earlier this year. And after months of being at the hospital daily and pouring so much of herself in into what was happening. She said the best advice that she got was to start something that's just hers. So she started to learn tennis in her late 30s as a mom who probably doesn't have a whole lot of free time or emotional capacity as she's grieving 
to do it, but has said that that's been immensely helpful. I will say I took a ballet class in grad school because that seems like a great use of time and financial resources, but it was really fun and pink. And a friend and I did it together and ate jelly bellies on the way. And, um, you know, it made for a lot of fun stories that we still talk about now. No one else did it. It was just us and a bunch of people who didn't know us. And we were both going through breakups and it was great. So be the girl who takes a graduate school ballet class just for funsies, not because it will ever, you know, benefit your career in any way. One thing that can really fall by the wayside when you're in a long-term relationship especially is female friendships. So if ever there was one, now is the time to start a weekly Zoom date with someone, to have a long walk with a neighbor, to do what you can. I know that school schedules can be crazy and that COVID makes it tough to see people, but uh, the whole daylight saving time thing, look, we are about to have less sunshine in our afternoons and we need to go ahead and plan on how we're going to get some serotonin, some endorphins, some happy mental chemicals. And I think you especially will want to spend time in the presence of other humans who can talk to you about new and different things to widen your circle. I want you to know that it's okay to use the word grieve, whether it's a job loss or a life change of any other variety, but especially in a breakup. You're grieving the life you thought you were going to have. You're grieving security, maybe the person that you were when you started dating and what life could have looked like. Have some perspective, though, and someone says here, this is a season of life that will pass. You're doing great just by getting up every morning. So recognizing kind of that dichotomy, you know, this is just a season, but the season is awful. So it's a moment. It won't last forever, but you're allowed to stomp your foot and say this isn't what I wanted and it hurts and I don't like it. Here's some advice that came with a number of exclamation points, which I adore. In the moment, plan something, a party, a book club, a Bible study, a vacation, things to look forward to. Become more aware of who you are, get to know yourself better, and you'll be better prepared to meet the right person for you. You will realize in the long term that everything happens for a reason. Yes, you probably will, but I will say right now, just hold that advice to the side because it might make you a little stabby. You're building so much resilience. That kind of perspective and belief in yourself will get you far even when you are in a relationship. After six years, a little bit of counseling would help a lot. That's a big life change. But remember, there's a lot of joy ahead. So this woman uh, left me, there's only so many words that are allowed in these little Instagram boxes. So people were so passionate about this that they had to write in multiple times and then DM me and then text me. So we will get to it. She said, it's okay to feel all the feelings and not feel pressure to look on the bright side right away. Acknowledge and grieve, reach out to those who love you, make a list of the good you see in your life right now and the way that you've seen God's faithfulness before so that you can remember he will be faithful in the future. Go through all the steps, allow yourself to grieve, talk to someone, anyone. Someone wrote courage, dear heart, which is a C.S. Lewis quote that always gives me a little chin up, chin up moment in my head. He's, um, is it Sir Anthony Lewis? What is his name? From Meet Joe Black? Again, we're just having a conversation. Only one of us can <laughs> hear herself. Uh, he played C.S. Lewis in a dramatization of his life after he lost his wife, especially um, based on a grief observed. And so now whenever I read C.S. Lewis, I um, 
really picture him that way. Very avuncular, very warm, and um, maybe I'll drop a picture of it in the stories so y'all don't think I'm totally crazy. All caps one coming in. Alert. Unfollow him on all social media. I wish someone had told me this. Reach out to friends and family. They won't know you're hurting until you let them in. Some people's kindness might surprise you. My stoic dad was surprisingly empathetic. When you feel like you can't go on, focus on doing the next right thing. Yes, from Frozen 2. (laughs) It's hard to see it now, but the time you spend alone preparing for what's next will help you grow. You'll come out of this stronger, but it is okay to cry in the meantime. Give yourself permission to be sad. This is one from a dear friend, and it is so true that I wanted to circle it on my screen. You have learned that you're capable of great love, but also that you can survive this pain. The pain won't last forever. So Elizabeth, when you hear this, and your name isn't really Elizabeth, so I hope that that doesn't feel weird to you when you do hear this, but I hope that you remember this has taught you that kind of love is out there, that you're capable of it, that you can see what's good about it, what it brings out in you, and maybe you can see the parts that weren't healthy that can be improved upon but you know what it feels like to be in a comfortable, safe place and you're going to get back there. But for right now, it's painful and it's going to be painful for a minute. But the tremendous comfort you may find in knowing you can be by yourself, that your life is yours, that there are big plans ahead of you. You were not born to be specifically with someone else and only that person. God wrote plans for your life for you. When I was born, it wasn't Anne and Bradley's life story. I adore that man. He is just the best. You'll have to meet him. But God writes plans for you individually and as part of a couple. But you are living your own story, your own life. You're not just the girlfriend role in a movie. You are the main character right now. Someone said it came to pass and not to stay. The pain won't last forever. Yeah. Oh, this is great. So what she was saying, I I don't know why Instagram shows these pieces of advice backwards, but my best friend and I lean hard on the fact that the Bible uses the phrase, it came to pass. It came to pass and not to stay. Trust your gut. Don't dwell. It gets better. It does get better. And the reason so many people are saying that is because they're on the other side of it. So just know, yes, it's easy for us to say that it gets better. But, um, you know, if 10,000 people say it, it's got to be true, right? And I'm sure we could find 10 billion over time to promise you that this isn't what it's going to feel like forever. A few longer bits of advice and a story. Here's someone who's 25 years old. Welcome, 20-somethings. Hello, fellow youths. I dated a guy the majority of college and we broke up shortly after. We were definitely intent on marrying and when things didn't go that way, the world I knew and had been living in shattered. My advice would be to wallow. Feel the hurt, all your feels. Allow yourself to be sad and don't let others dictate the timeline and tell you you should move on by now. There's no magic formula, Elizabeth. That was Anne saying that. And I meant to say formula, but I said formula, so we're just going to move along. You will clearly move on, but it will take time. And if you don't wallow properly, it could take longer. So basically, don't pretend. Just get up off the bathroom floor when you're ready. But for right now, have a little temper tantrum. Cry all the tears. Eat all the ice cream. Watch all the sappy movies. 
Breaking up with the future ideas planned will be more difficult than letting go of the past. It took me a while to realize this one, and it's advice I give my friends pretty often. This was a hard one to swallow, and it's most likely because the future was still perfect in our heads. It's not the messy past that had ups and downs. This realization has made me so much stronger in my faith and was as tangible as it could get that we are not in control of the future, but God is. Coming to terms with that really allowed peace and hope for what was to come, and I pray you feel this sooner than later. Set boundaries. If you don't want to tell someone what's going on in your life, don't. Turn your location off with nosy friends. Learn what you're willing to tolerate, and then don't tolerate anything past it. This is Anne interjecting with a hearty yes. That is true at work. That is true in friendships, in family relationships, in romantic relationships. Learn what you can and should accept, honestly, because plenty of us accept far more than we should. And don't tolerate anything past it. Think of your differences. Then ask yourself if those are things you want to explore more, like being more social, joining an exercise group, getting a dog. Were there things that you wanted to do and felt like you sacrificed by trying to maintain that relationship? Here come the caps. Do all of the things. Don't sacrifice or settle. Don't justify yourself or your interests. I love this. She's saying be unapologetically you. And I think she's right. So good job. Number five, you are amazing and you'll get through this. Some days will be much harder than others and that's okay. Refer to the wallowing part. Don't be afraid to make new memories to replace some old ones, like making cookies. Make them with your friends or by yourself with the music blaring. I think that's true. If memories are tied to certain places and routines and things, it's time to, you know how you kind of dig things out before they heal? Can you tell I've been watching a lot of Grey's Anatomy where we're debriding all the wounds here. Um, but you have to, you have to irrigate it. You have to rinse it out. Um, actually may I suggest Grey's Anatomy as a fantastic palate cleanser from sad moments, but make new memories, dig out the yuck, put in the new ones and start rewiring your brain and your heart to not associate him with every last thing you do. And that's going to take some time. Six and a half years isn't nothing. This commenter says, be kind to yourself and give yourself grace grace. Repeat this. New can be scary, but it's really because we have preconceived notions of what it already will be like based on past experiences. It'll take a while to relearn, so be patient. And when you're ready, open your mind and eventually your heart will reopen too. But you have to love yourself first. You will be okay. That um, was really wonderful. So thank you, anonymous writer, for sharing such a personal story. Someone else said she had a parent die while she was very young and has been through many breakups, relationship, friend, and family. The key is to feel your feelings. We want quick fixes to get through pain, but the truth is the only way out of pain is through pain. That's a far more eloquent way of my keep going, we're moving forward, not backward. She encourages you to start exploring yourself, your hobbies, interests, long-term goals. Start taking care of you and making yourself a priority. In those deep, painful moments. Find something that can help with your self-worth. Take a cooking class, explore a new city, go to a museum. Podcast recommendations I'd give her. At first, point her to your podcast episode with April Robeson, where April interviews you. Oh, that's kind. I'd also point her to Brene Brown. Yes, I point everyone to Brene Brown. It's hard. It feels endless, but it helps to hear from others who've been through it. It helps to really look inward and start building the life you want. I love that advice because The thing is, you're going to be in the dark for a moment. You're going to be in the fire, on the bathroom floor, whatever it is. Make it count. If you're there, 
do the things that that are for you are for your healing do the exploration do it for you because when you get out of this and you're going to that will be something that stays with you no matter what comes next also jumping back um the commenter said for context i'm still single and all caps very happy allowing a relationship to dictate worth and happiness gives someone else so much power and that's dangerous I think of my life like I have the cake and icing. Great job, friends and family, how I spend my free time. And if I get some candles, aka a relationship, then great. But I'm not willing to give up any cake and icing for candles. You'd have nothing to set them in. Man, you guys are geniuses. Another listener has an interesting take. She says, girl, multiple exclamation points. I get it. I'm not much older, but my biggest advice to anyone younger than me is even when you don't want to hear something and you don't believe it, take it in. Older people do know what they are talking about. All that to say, God truly has a plan for your life, and he knows you'll come out stronger and be blessed with a better man and a better fit for you. Doesn't mean it'll be tomorrow. It doesn't mean you need to keep reaching for it. It will happen. Until you truly stop trying to rule your own life, you'll never see your true potential and the goals he has for you. You're being molded each day, and your past is a huge part of your story that will help you with someone else. And I'd say it will help you now, too. Someone else says, hey, Anne, I'm a young listener. She put it in quotations, but she's 25. Take those quotation marks off, girl. Yes, you're young. Full stop. I'm 25 and two and a half years post breakup from a serious relationship. And honestly, sometimes I still occasionally grieve that relationship. When I first moved back to the city I live in, I got involved with a Presbyterian church's young women's group. There's one here in Greenville called Radiance, which was so good for my soul. She doesn't need to attend this church to be a member of it. And she says, by the way, if you live in her town, to let her know. So anyone who wants to hear about that can find me directly and I will connect you. I could do this for hours, read other people's advice, but I want to share with you one that really stuck out before we wrap up. Um, This is a friend who is an incredible human being. And she wants you to know that, A, she says she dated half the city, which I somehow doubt. B, she didn't get married until she was 35. And C, that was getting it right, despite what others said. First and foremost, she says the 20s are fabulous while you're in them, but you don't seem to notice that because they're so hard. You're trying to prove yourself to your parents or society or a cactus, just anyone. For example, at 23, I was a waitress. And 15, 27, and 33... I could also find a way to tell my customers I was a teacher or in grad school as well, because in my head, they needed to know I was destined for greater things. Well, guess what? In hindsight, that job was the best I've ever had in many ways. So in short, the things we tend to find difficult aren't actually. A partner is someone who makes you proud, who makes you unashamed, who you most days just want to get home to. It can be quite boring. I agree. Boring and at peace is a beautiful thing. Also, you're scared, Elizabeth, because you don't know what comes next. No one does, particularly a 20-something. That's the beauty. She says the person who's your person sees you unveiled and falls in stride. They don't get hung up on the answers. They change. The questions change. So the key is adaptability, not taking anything from anyone, requiring what you're worth, even if you doubt it on the inside, both personally and professionally. Amen to that. That is a tough one. And that's what the people around you are here to remind you of, your worth. Spending less than you make, doing things to aid in your health and not your shame, and learning you're alone happy. 
I'm stealing that term. You're alone happy. That's absolutely the most beautifully written advice I could give you is to find your alone happy. To first feel your sad, hopefully not your alone sad, be together sad, be with whomever in connection, however you can do so right now. But just know that possibly the most memorable phrase anyone emailed me when I went through a breakup um, that should have stuck, by the way, it did not, but it should have stuck, was that if this was not the person for me, that the one who was, was created so perfectly suited for me that it would be clear why this guy wasn't. And that perfectly suited for me stuck with me forever. And it leads me to this point. There will be a moment where, this is a conversation I had with a friend recently who is going through a breakup and has dealt with other painful breakups. And she's beautiful and funny and selfless and faithful and loving and kind and heartbroken. And I told her that there will be a point, because it's true, where I will sit at a table and watch her just glowing with happiness. Then I'll remember this hard moment and she won't. It'll be in there somewhere rattling around in the back of her brain, but it won't be at the top of her mind. She won't be on the bathroom floor. This is a really crappy spot. But the people who are around you love you. There are so many women before and behind you, people around the world who are feeling this today and probably feeling pretty lonely. Um, If one day you listen to this pep talk and it's because someone told you you were bad at your job or you got passed up for this promotion or that award or things in any other way just aren't what you thought they were going to be. I want you to remember that none of that is what makes you who you are. You can't do one thing to earn more of God's love or to have any more worth as a human being than you do. You can't lose it. You can't get more. You don't matter more when you're coupled up. People don't love you more because you're in a long-term relationship. And you will find someone who allows you to be you. And the version of you that you're creating right now is that person, the person that you want to become. There's so much life ahead of you. And now is the time, whether you're 23 or 73, to do the things that you were meant to do. And I know that six and a half year relationships have ups and downs. I know that six and a half week relationships have them too. I've always disliked the phrase marriage is work. I know that not everyone's end goal is marriage, but I knew for a long time that I wanted to be married. And I knew for a long time before Bradley proposed that we were going to be married. Um, The proposal was a surprise, but not the concept, if that makes sense. One thing that scared me because I wasn't used to it was how easy it felt. Now we have walked through some flat out awful stuff. And not every moment has felt easy, but you have felt love and you will again. Until that happens, there's so much wonderful stuff, not just in your personal life, in every facet. So I hope that you will be really honest with yourself, allow yourself to feel all your feelings, 
And then notice when good ones start popping in. Maybe just like once an hour. And then more often, I hope that you will allow yourself to remember the moments that were worth remembering and take away something from it. Why did that feel good? What was comforting or safe or loving about that? You're becoming a grown-up in the sense that we are all becoming grown-ups until the day we die. It is not always, you know, Kevin McAllister having a pizza party at the Plaza Hotel. Sometimes it's rough. But what my DM inbox will tell me right now is that heaps and heaps of people have been where you are and live to tell the tale with happy, balanced, loving lives with cake and the icing and the candles. So you're not by yourself. Really proud of you. Really proud of you for reaching out for encouragement, for doing the hard thing, and just for keeping your chin up one more day. B.L. Woods. Is that a movie that people over 23 have seen? Throw chocolates at the TV. Cry. Stay in your pajamas if you can. Um, But take that walk around the block. Text that friend. Let someone take care of you. And know that lots of people are here. And I hope that you reach out, whoever you are. So, if you need encouragement, but not all at once at Gmail, but not all at once on Instagram, um, and Anne, the tall, dark-haired girl that you'll see very occasionally leaving the cave where she hibernates. Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for encouraging Elizabeth and anyone else who hears this. Your words and your experiences that keep pouring in are so valuable, and I'm really proud to know you. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,